0: Very good morning. I want to wish you first and foremost a early lunar new year. We are just two days away, so wish everyone sing yen quite low, right? xiang su wan ti jian kang most important. I think that's the end of my Chinese really. No more anything further down, right? All the Who Who Who, I gave up. I tried to search for it, I didn't understand a single <laughs> phrase that it was, so I decided don't give it a shot. Right. So for those who are online, uh, very good morning to you. Thank you for joining us online. I pray that you too will feel the Lord's presence as you sit and walk, and join and worship in your home or wherever you are at. Well, for today, we are not going to continue our sermon series from the book of Genesis because today being the fifth Sunday of the month, we will be focusing on healing because God is our healer. Right? So we want to take this opportunity to allow God to heal us um, through this sermon and through this time of worship. So come, let's pray as we prepare our hearts to hear the word of the Lord. So Father, as we sit here in your presence, as we hear your word, Lord, may the Holy Spirit come and minister to us. Come and touch us in a mighty, powerful and special way. Maybe even in a still still way. But Lord, let us be sensitive to your leading. Let us be sensitive to your touch. And may we respond in bonus and respond to you. So Lord God Almighty, be in our midst here as we hear you. In Jesus name, we pray amen. So in 2015, my mom was diagnosed with uterus cancer and had a womb removed through surgery. Right? She went through a series of radiotherapy and was actually on the road um, to recovery. Now Unfortunately, a year later in 2016, a new tumour was found around the area and had grown into a fairly large size. Now to make matters worse, this tumour was pressing against her intestines, both big and small intestines, causing multiple holes in the intestine. Now of course, she was in great pain. Uh, we admitted her in the hospital to take numerous painkillers to just manage the pain. And The doctors actually prepared us for the worst. The doctors came and told us if the holes do not heal on its own, we are ready to prepare for the worst because no amount of surgery, no amount of medicine is able to mend these holes in the intestines. So at that point in time, we were of course desperate, right? No amount of surgery, no amount of, of medicine is able to help her except the divine healing of the Lord. I promise you I'll complete the story later. But at that moment, I felt like my mom was the woman, the woman in our scripture passage which is taken from Mark chapter 5, verse 25. It says, A large crowd followed and pressed around him, which is Jesus. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all that she had. Yet, instead of getting better, grew worse. She grew worse. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, my mother suffered around two to three years thereabout, and I really felt that it was a long time right? in and out of hospitals, multiple visits, seeing her in pain, maybe get a little bit better again in pain. And I really felt very drained by the whole experience. But can you imagine somebody who has suffered 12 years? Or well, maybe you yourself is going through some illnesses and pain for the past many, many years, maybe even more than 12 years. And I'm sure you can identify with this woman in the Bible. Or at least you know of someone in your family, in your loved ones who have suffered a long time. Well, the Bible revealed a number of years really to stress her great need and why she's so compelled to seek Jesus' help. Well, based on Jewish law, this blood disorder made her ceremonially unclean. And because of this disorder, this person, whoever, whoever they make contact with her, this is not just your trace together, you walk past and then the trace to get app beeps you and alerts you that there is a contact and therefore you isolate yourself. This is any physical contact with this woman who is ceremonially unclean. Once you have physical contact with her in some form, you are also considered unclean. Right? So there are certain laws and rules that you have to apply to yourself, which is found, all found in Leviticus 15. Right? To become clean again, you need to wash your clothes, bathe with water and the whole long list you can read up on your own in Leviticus 15. Now, to make matters worse, as an unclean person, this woman is actually seen and associated with a leper. A leper is someone that they stay far away from because the leper can be infectious and pass the disease to you. So they outcast the leper. Well, as an unclean person, she's excluded from social relationships, which means she's not able to marry, she's not able to have children, she's not able to maybe even have friends because they are always staying away from her. Maybe give us a little perspective of how she felt. And I really want to attribute it to COVID, right? Because of COVID. Because before COVID, if you if I talk about quarantine and isolation, we are like, what is that? What is quarantine? What is isolation? We have no idea, some form of punishment. But now we isolate ourselves, we quarantine ourselves really to protect our loved ones. Right? Sometimes you, you get some kind of contact, you know, MOH alerts you. You stay away from maybe a senior member in your house or a young person in the house because you love that person. But in this case, this woman is forced to isolate, is forced to be quarantined. So because of all these rules, she doesn't have any friends. Her family member stays far away from her, you know, keep a distance from her. Well, not only is she in pain and this blood disorder, but socially, as I explained just now, she's in stress in pain no friends no family around her to support her because she is ceremonially unclean and of course they'll put a strain on her mental right can you imagine no people to support her nowadays or at least during the times of covid in the early time when we know somebody is isolated we usually send support prayers sometimes even grab food to the hotel that the person is staying because you want to support this person but this woman had none nothing no form of support that adds to her mental, social, and physical pain. Well, not only that, uh, another whammy is her money is wiped out. I just read just now to you, her finances wiped out from visiting the doctors. I think in Singapore we can identify with that. Every visit to the doctor is so bleedingly expensive. You right? go to the private hospital, you know, it can be wiped out easily. Despite the stresses that she faced, multiple as I explained, she did not give up. I think that's the first lesson we we need to learn from her and we can learn from her. There's nothing mind-blowing, nothing new, nothing fascinating about because we all know we shouldn't give up. We use our mind, our intellect to think about it and say, yeah, we shouldn't give up. It makes sense. But actually, in our darkest time, we need to be reminded over and over and over again that we must not and never never give up, never give up in pressing in, never give up in, in healing from the Lord Jesus. And this woman continued to press in to be healed. In fact, this woman took matters into her own hands by touching Jesus' garment. Well, interestingly, if you read earlier in the passage in the book of Mark, she's not the first person to touch Jesus. Many people suffered from various diseases actually came forward to be touched by Jesus and this is found in Mark chapter 3, verse 10. It tells us that for he had healed many, so that those with diseases were pushing forward to touch him. And again in Mark 6, verse 56, many people begged Jesus to let them touch the edge of his cloak, and all who touched were healed. So nothing new, right? But this woman was different because this woman, she sneaked behind Jesus, hoping that she would not be identified. The rest I came up, up front. Jesus, I want to be healed. Can I touch your your, your cloak? or your garment, and they were healed. But this woman came from the back, wanting to be hidden, wanting to be unnoticed. But even though she did that, she was determined, right? As I mentioned, determined, go through the crowd. I want to touch Jesus. Well, the question here is, not whether she's determined, because we know that from the example she is, but the question is, does she have the faith to be healed? Does she have the faith to be healed? Well, when we are sick, I mean you and me, or the people that we know, we are quite determined to be healed. And there's nothing wrong being that. We know friends who maybe travel many miles, you know, ask context after context after context. hey, please link me up to this very good doctor, so that we want to be healed. Well there's nothing wrong to be determined. And we see that um, in our immediate circle of friends. Now then the question for us and for this woman is, do, does she or do we have the faith to be healed? Because it is normal to be determined. Well, in the story, the Bible continues to tell us that when she touched Jesus, immediately her blood disorder stopped. But at that same moment, Jesus also knew that power had left him. And he asked who in the crowd who was pushing around him had touched him. Well, the puzzled disciples continued to be puzzled. Right? Said, how are we supposed to know? Everyone is touching you. But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet, trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. Now maybe several things could have caused her to be frightened. Maybe you're say, why, why frightened? I mean, what is there need to be afraid of? Maybe the first thing is, she may have felt guilty for violating Jewish purity regulations. Right? As I mentioned, she was ceremonially unclean, right? She's not supposed to go around touching people because that will make the person who she have touched unclean to. So she was worried. That could make her frightened. Maybe the second reason is she has, she's concerned that she has illegally stole power from Jesus. It was those Chinese Kung Fu. Uh, you touch it, then the power can transfer. So maybe she was, because of that, she was a bit frightened and worried that the disease somehow might have passed on to Jesus. Well, third is, if... I think being human beings, all the what if comes in, and usually our what ifs are negative. What if Jesus scold me, you know, single me out and want to give me a scolding? So she was frightened. Maybe the last reason is because she has experienced Jesus' healing, the mighty power of Jesus. She's conscious of his power and was fearful, just like the disciples. Earlier in a few chapters, the disciples were in the boat with Jesus. They saw Jesus coming the storm, the power to come the storm, and the disciples were frightened. So if you experience Jesus' power, maybe you and me will also be frightened because it's so powerful. Various reasons uh, why she was fearful. Well, of course, if you read the Bible passage and you know Jesus did not scold her. In fact, Jesus said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. Daughter, Your faith has healed you, go in peace, and be freed from your suffering. Likewise, I believe God or Jesus is calling us, us too, as sons and daughters of God, and the Most High God, that we too are called sons and daughters, right? So before we talk about Jesus' response, let we ask this question, I don't know whether you have this question in your mind, why did Jesus call attention to what she has done? Why need to single her out? Isn't that very bad? Isn't that not a very nice thing to do? She's really so shameful. Then you go and pause uh, every walking, uh, big crowd, then you ate every stop. You know, I don't know how big the crowd is, but I believe it's a sizable crowd. Ate every stop, and then you single her out. Isn't that quite embarrassing? If somebody single you out. Could, why not Jesus just uh, let her go? Uh, I mean, the power only, my power so much, use a little bit. Okay, why You know, let her live in peace. Don't embarrass her. Why did Jesus did that? And I believe there is a good reason to do so. Well, it's really not to embarrass her or to put her on the spot, but it's the opposite of it. Jesus wants to let her know that she is being cared for, that she is being worthy to be called out. Because if you remember the part where I talked about when she's ceremony unclean, she has no friends, no family, she has not felt that warmth, that care of a person to her. So Jesus wants to let her know that she is worthy to be loved. She is worthy for time to come to a standstill, to be singled out, to say, hey, I love you. You are a daughter of Israel and you are deeply loved. Jesus wants to let her know. Well, all of which, uh, as we well have she has not experienced it for the past 12 years. I think in the past 12 years, no social relationship. Don't feel worthy to be loved. And here Jesus says, I love you, I care for you, you are worthy of my time, you are worthy to be singled out, you are worthy to be loved. That's why Jesus called her out, not to embarrass her, to let her know. know, In this case, actually, her healing has a small price to pay, and that price is to be singled out, that price is to be identified in a big group. Well, this also means that she, actually she don't have to pay Jesus any money. Uh. This price is free in some sense too, right? Like the doctors, if she paid and then go bankrupt, no more money, wipe out, her finances will wipe out. But in this case, it's free. But She needs to be identified. She needs to publicly acknowledge that Jesus has healed her and is the source of her feeling of her healing. And because she has stepped out in, in faith to be identified and to tell Jesus all that has happened, she was blessed. And Jesus addressed her as a daughter. And by doing so, right, it has a big implication. Because before that un- ceremony unclean, by acknowledging that daughter, now she is clean again. She's accepted by society. She's welcome back and she can make friends, you know, again. Here Jesus blessed her with A peace, other than calling her daughter, say, peace be with you too. And this peace is not just a mind peace and knowing that she is healed physically, but also peace that covers her well-being, her security, her social element, her social life. This peace that is blessed to her by Jesus. And this is where we can learn the second lesson, where Jesus wants to heal you and me, want to heal us completely, both spiritually and physically complete healing. You know, family and friends, this woman's faith actually opened the door to the power of God. This faith that she has allowed this divine healing to come upon those who are utterly powerless like the woman. This faith is something that we need to cling on to and exercise. So let us exercise our faith and let our faith heal us in ways beyond our imagination. But this faith, if you ask And be honest, it's actually an imperfect faith that we have. This faith can waver. This faith is filled with fear. We have a lot of questions in our faith. What is it exactly about? But it's actually this faith, when it's directed to our Lord Jesus, it becomes effective. Like this woman, when her faith was directed, pointed towards Jesus, she was healed by the power of Jesus. This faith of ours, can also show our determination. Now, this woman walked through the crowd and worked her way through. She overcame shame, disgrace. She overcame fear that she might be scolded and that Jesus is angry with her. But this faith caused her to step forward despite a big crowd, intimidating crowd. You know, maybe filled with a lot of men back there, back then. This faith overcame a lot of embarrassment as she acknowledged Jesus as the power to heal. Our faith then is that power to say that Jesus must increase and I must decrease. This faith of ours is so empowered to action. Our belief about Jesus not only brings healing, our belief about Jesus does not bring healing, but faith in Jesus that takes action does. Well, I'm sure you and I plus the woman, we know who Jesus is. If not, the woman will not follow Jesus and want to touch. But despite her, be- it's not just the belief, but she, when she put her faith to action, she would see the results. Give an example it's like the Israelites, you know, when they were chased by the Egyptians and they were at the Red Sea. In front of them, the Red Sea, behind them was the Egyptians. It was faith that got the Israelites to step out. Only when they step out and allow God to do what needs to be done. Their faith was exercised then and then. You know, lastly, our faith requires public testing. You know, the woman was called out publicly by Jesus because Jesus does not want us to be healed just physically but holistically, as I mentioned just now, where we can embrace His shalom peace. You know, all these faith things, you know, let me give you a concrete example. Our testimony by Wan Sao and Sing Lee Last year, I met them at our baptism and membership class and heard this wonderful testimony. You know, this is written by them um, and I will not single them out because I am not Jesus and they are not here. They attended the 8 o'clock service here is their testimony. Wan Sao and I met in university and attended church together. You know, we both entered the workforce and got married in 2010 and started to build a family on our own. In 2013, God blessed us with a girl, Sophia. Preoccupied with our own lives and overwhelmed with work and raising a newborn, we stopped attending church. However, God has been watching over the family. In late 2019, Kuan and I discovered a 2.5cm lump in Sophia's neck when she lifted a ne- her neck a little lump to be seen evidently on the left side of her neck. Well, Without hesitation, we took her to see a specialist who promptly advised us to do an MRI and surgery to identify what it was. When we heard this, our hearts sank. We were devastated that Sophia had to go under the knife and risk affecting her voice box. And more concerning was what the biopsy of the lamb may potentially reveal. We felt helpless as parents, they were not able to do anything or prevent this. At this stage, we could only pray earnestly for God's divine intervention. As I prayed, thoughts of whether God will answer my prayer, will often come up. We have not been faithful. Will God still hear our prayers? And what if he does not hear our prayer? And what if he does not hear, does hear our prayer? Can miracles really happen? Can miracles really happen to us, an ordinary Christian family? Well, a week before visiting a specialist to finalize the surgery for then 7-year-old Sophia, we realized that the lump was no longer visible as, as it previously was. Well, we could not believe it and we were cautious about celebrating early. When we visited the specialist again, she examined Sophia and confirmed that the lump had gone away. The specialist was shocked herself as she no longer could see or feel the lump as she previously could in previous examinations. She was dumbfounded and could not explain how it went away. She asked what we did and we replied, we prayed. Well, we were beyond relief. We felt surreal. God had listened and answered our prayers. This incident had a profound impact on both Wan Sao and I. Our faith was renewed and we started our journey back to church. Well, just this month, really a, a week ago, we went back for a regular annual checkup. The same specialist examined Sophia and assured us that she is well and there is nothing to worry about. Well, however, as Wan Sao went over the ultrasound scan, he noticed something amiss. A well, alarm was detected. We felt confused. Different thoughts went through our minds. Is this a new lump? Or did the lump reappear? Is God testing our faith? Well, Wan Sa and I talked about this and established the following. The alarm did go away. It is no longer visible to the naked eye. The specialist has also reaffirmed us there is nothing to worry about. As you. Prepared this sermon, I shared this recent encounter with Pastor Emmanuel. One thing he said that was especially heartening was God always heals. Well, indeed, to us, this is nothing short of a miracle. One that was a turning moment for the family, where Sophia wasn't just healed, but our faith was healed as well. And we are grateful to be back at church. Well, amidst the mixed feelings that we had, one thing was certain for both oneself and I. Our faith was rooted through the episode and remains grounded. We have never doubted God's love for us. I think if this has happened to us a few years back, we would not have been at ease. And this revealed to us that faith can sometimes be swayed even with just a morsel of uncertainty. This being especially pertinent in the current times we live in. Do we still have bouts of confusion without a doubt? but we are also constantly reminded of His grace and favour in our lives, in our children's. But perhaps you might not always see or understand God's plan from the start, but from the many blessings, grace and mercies that we have experienced and continue to encounter, we can be assured and trust that God has a plan for the family. Amen? That amazing testimony, despite the ups and downs, there's healings, there's confusion, but there's still faith at the end. But this faith that they have, including you and me, the faith that we have, can be used by God. In a short while, you will pray and I know that God will use this time, this time to minister, to touch you in a special way. And I ask for you to be open and to have faith to believe that God wants to touch you. Well, I'm sure there will be many thoughts in your mind, like, what happens if I pray and if God does not heal? I will look like a fool. The last time I prayed, nothing happened. Why should I pray again? Well, there will be these negative thoughts that come to your mind. But as I close in prayer, I ask that you don't give up. From the woman, don't give up. Never, never give up. Continue to press in and pray and seek the Lord. Second, I ask for your attitude where you say, Lord, I want to be healed by you. Even if you do not heal me, I know I want to be touched by you. We come with this posture of attitude to the Lord. Well, to finish the story of my mom's cancer, I promise you I will complete the story. In 2016, when I told you there are holes in the intestine, and the doctor warned us that to prepare for the worst. By the grace of God, the holes closed. But in 2017, she passed away for other reasons and other complications in in that. Through this journey of of healing of my my mom's uh, pain and sicknesses, I believe that healing took place, not just physically, physically in 2016 for the host, but also in our relationships, in our family. There is healing in there, where nine of us can live together circuit breaker. I think that's a miracle on its own. Before that, maybe, you know, argue, scold, but the healing comes in different ways. Physical for some, emotional for others, finances healing, mental healing, different ways. God is still our healer in this time. So it may not be physical, but it can be in a special way that God touched you. So friends, family, I really don't know the situation you're in. But my question is, will you be willing to allow God to touch you in a special way? It may not be the way that you want it to be, but it be a way that God knows what is best for you. So will you allow God and the Lord to touch you and let your faith do the work of healing, both body, mind, soul, emotion, spiritual, in any way, let the Lord just touch you. Come, let's pray. Yes. Just allow this time to the Lord. Just give it to the Lord and say, Lord, here I am. I don't know how it's going to be. I don't know what will happen, but Lord, here I am. Touch me in your way. As your faith arise. Let the Lord touch you in His own special way. As the Lord is doing His work and believe the Lord is here to do His work, let me release these words that the prayer ministers have prayed. If the words minister to you, may you just receive it and say, Lord, it's me. I want to receive your healing right now. If you have, your foot is hurting, the bottom of your foot is hurting, if that's you or there's on the skin of your legs or you have a limping foot because of a trauma to the bones of the feet your foot could be in a cast any form of osteoporosis for elderly folks any eye I- irritation itchiness hard of hearing dry skin any form of skin conditions or heart conditions where it's both physical or emotional We will you just give it to the Lord? any mental problems? mental cases and fear, this unknown fear that suddenly just grips you, be it in the middle of the night or in the daytime, you just release it to the Lord and say, Lord, this is yours. This is not mine. In the name of Jesus, the mental problems will be removed. In form of breast cancer, ask that any cancer cells in our body, Lord, they don't even belong there. Because when you made us, when you are our Creator, when you made us, you made us to be perfect because you are a perfect God. Lord, we command any cancer cells in our body to die, and to be gone in the name of Jesus. Lord, any poverty of spirit, you receive any anointing of healing, any pain of sorts, back pain, shoulder pain, heart pain, even if you slept on the wrong side of the bed and you have a shoulder pain, I believe God is here to heal you on that. There is no pain that can stand before the Lord. There is no pain that is too small and say, Lord, I put ointment and that's it. No, the Lord is here to heal you. So let's surrender it. Let's open and offer our hearts to the Lord. Say, Father, you are our healer. Let's declare it in our hearts, in our minds, in our spirit. As we were praying, sense the emotional pain in us. Is so great that we don't even know where to begin with which words have hurt us in the past which actions that people have done to backstep us has caused us so much pain that our walls are as high as the heavens our defenses our reaction and lord say let me in he's knocking at those walls and say let me in i come in peace i come in love come to tell you you're worthy to be
1: loved.
0: I come to shine light in the darkness. So will you open up and let the Lord minister to you?
1: I just want to affirm what Pastor Emmanuel received. I sense also there's a blockage that many of us or some of us feel that we are not worthy to be healed. I want to break that bondage right now in Jesus' name break this lie Jesus died for you and therefore you are worthy it's not about what you have done or failed to do our worthiness does not come from our actions and we all know we are sinful our worthiness our worth comes from what Jesus has done for us and so I want to pray right now speak healing because Jesus died for you you can receive healing because of what Jesus has done so if you ever feel that you are unworthy to receive that healing, that's not true that's a lie of the enemy Jesus loves you as much as he loved the woman he touched her, healed her so as we hear the words of knowledge that the prayer ministers have released the condition is there, listed out receive by faith that healing even if your conditions are not listed out God is always a good Father. You can always come to Him for healing. So as the music team leads us in this song to focus our attention on Jesus, whatever your, your condition may be, your issue may be, don't let that self-doubt that you're unworthy block you from receiving that healing.